0: Hey everyone, it's Simon here. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast this week. We had in person church, which means we record a special. Podcast only version of the sermon. And Maria shared this week. So before she takes it away, I just want to encourage you to check our website for all upcoming events. We got our pastors, Pastor Jack and Carol, joining us next week for afternoon church, which is going to be so, so exciting. So don't miss a beat. It's all there. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We'd love you to join the journey of Everyone Church. And we are so grateful for everyone who has already joined us. So without any further delay, let's hand it over to my beautiful wife, Maria. Well, it's great to be with you, sharing on the podcast for the very first time. And I pray that today this word encourages you and blesses you and challenges you. Amen. Last year, when we started our first ever online services, we took the first four of those and we shared on our values. These are four core values that Simon and I laid out as foundations and boundary lines for us as a new church plan and over this season of in-person services we have been revisiting these for a number of reasons you know we never got to share them in person we had online services and boom we were thrown into lockdown for five months but also so much has changed in the last year and a bit We have lots of new people, so people that have joined us may possibly have never even heard of our values before. And the dynamics and new cycles and context change as our church grows. And as our church grows, we want to keep what we value at the forefront and many of you have made the decision that everyone church is your home church which is awesome. We love that you're a part of this with us. And for some of you you're still thinking and praying it through or perhaps you're literally engaging with us for the first time, which we want to welcome you. But I pray that, you know, us talking about our values helps you in, you know, your decision about will everyone church be your new home. And also, it's important to share our values because although the church belongs to God and has foundational beliefs that have and will never change, many local churches carry with them a unique DNA. It's when the big church becomes a local church and it's in that DNA where we find their culture. It's their flavor. It's, it's what they do well. It's what they value. Some put emphasis on Bible studies and small groups. Some do large community outreach events So we are focusing on the questions, what do we hold high in regard? And what does Everyone Church value? So we started with the first. At Everyone Church, we follow Jesus. We pursue him, his word, his will, his glory, his way. Everyone Church is and always will be all about Jesus and our pursuit of him. And then we continued with the second, which is at Everyone Church, We lean in to faith friendships. We look to do life with friends. Our posture is to lean in, not to put walls up or lean out. No, but we look to do life with friendship and to love one another and not just have associations with people that we see once a week or once a fortnight when we come to a church service. It's when you have faith friendships where rich life really is. And in our last in person service, which was a couple of weeks ago, Simon shared how at Everyone Church we engage in discipleship. We dive into the intentional journey towards spiritual maturity. Our goal is to grow, grow to become more like Jesus. And also, that discipleship is not just about what we have. But who is in our lives helping us grow? Amen. And look, if you have missed any of these, please check out our previous podcasts because it's all there and I don't want you to miss out. They're awesome, check them out. But today we have our fourth and final value, which is at Everyone Church, we live mission minded. We live on mission. Our purpose is to bring Jesus to everyone, everywhere. This is the whole reason why this church exists. Why Simon and I stepped out in faith last year to pioneer everyone church. It's like when you get a great bargain at a sale or eat at an amazing restaurant. You want to share this good news with others in your life, right? You know, Simon and I recently bought a cordless vacuum mop in one. And yes, if you have heard us talk about it, it has been life-changing and worth every cent. Well, how much better is the good news of Jesus, Amen. And we want everyone, everywhere to know about him. And we're talking about living mission-minded. But it's not all about my mind, because it starts in the heart. My heart, in a biblical sense, is my spiritual and psychological engine room. It holds my deepest motivations and secrets. It's the very basis of my character and who I am, including my mind and my will. And so if God's mission lives in my heart, it will be on my mind. And if God's mission is not on my mind, well, does it really live in your heart? You see, when we follow Jesus, which is our first value, and we become more like him, what is important to him becomes important to us. I learned this a number of years ago. Many churches like to begin their new year with inviting their congregations to pray together or read a devotion or Bible plan or even fast together for a certain number of days. And at Imaginations Church, where we have come from, we would often do this with fasting and prayer. And one year, I decided to fast sleep. Yes, Sleep. I didn't want to give up uh, TV or social media because they don't really have that much importance or take up most of my day. So I didn't feel like it would be much of a sacrifice. And um, it was a similar thing for food at that time, but I love my sleep. (laughs) And I'm not a morning person. I don't like Getting up in the morning. And this was pre-kids too. So man, sleep. I value sleep so much more now. But anyways, but I decided for this fast that I was going to get up extra early and go for a walk and pray during this time. The first few times I prayed for what I usually did, but literally by the third and fourth day, I remember not knowing what to pray about. And this fast went for 21 days, so I had to have come up with something and have a plan. So I decided that each day I would pray for others. I would pray for different people in my life and, and different groups of people each day. And it was in spending these times with Jesus, not focusing on my own needs, but lifting up others. It's where I learned that the closer we get to Jesus, the more we care about what he cares about. And that is people. You know, I don't know if you listen to the radio anymore. Sometimes I do in the car, if I can't be bothered, plugging my phone in. And I know my mum likes to um, have a little radio um, next to her in the kitchen. But, you know, on those old school radios, you used to have to turn the dial to find the radio station. And it's when turning the dial slowly that there's lots of static. But the closer you can get to that station, you start to hear the music playing. And it's when you're at the right frequency, which for many of you, it might be Hope 103.2 or 96.1. Is that even still around? But it's when you hit the right frequency, the music becomes clear. And I see this picture that when we are following Jesus, we are tuning our hearts to see what he sees, to hear what he hears, to love what he loves. Come on, I think we might need to do a bit of a heart check today. It's up to us, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to eliminate the static from our mind and our hearts and hear clearly his heartbeat. And that is people. It's souls. It's individuals, groups, children, young people, families, older people. It's your neighbor. It's our co-workers. It's my friends. It is everyone, everywhere. We live mission-minded. So what is this mission that should be on our minds? What is God's mission? Jesus himself said in Luke 19:10, "For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. God has a seeking heart. His heart is that all would know Him. In 2 Peter 3 verse9 he says, "He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. Jesus knew His mission and purpose on earth. We read in Luke chapter 4 that after spending some time in the wilderness fasting, Jesus then went to the synagogue and he made his purpose known. From verse 18, we see Jesus declare, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim captives be released and that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. And a bit later on in John 6, 38, he says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. God sent his son Jesus from heaven to earth with a mission. And that mission was at the forefront of Jesus's mind. It was why he got up each morning, why he traveled certain places. His mission directed his words, his actions, and his interactions. In Luke 5, Verses 31 to 32, when Jesus was asked by Pharisees why he was eating with tax collectors and sinners, he replied, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. Jesus knew his mission. People, for people to know him and the father and to be made right in friendship with him and not only does he invite us to follow him he also invites us to join him in his mission have you joined jesus in his mission in mark 16:15 jesus says go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation and in matthew 28:19 he said therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit Teach these new disciples to, Im- to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Notice he doesn't say, go and attend a church you like, or go and watch YouTube sermons. He doesn't say, think and make disciples, or post about it on social media to build a following. No, or leave it to your pastor to preach and make disciples. No, he said, Go. We are to tell others about Jesus, to share what he's done in our lives and to make disciples. We are called to represent the amazing gift of salvation that comes through faith in him. This is our mission. Is it on your mind? Because we are talking about living mission minded, having a heart and a mind that is set on the mission of Christ. I'm talking about having an awareness that I'm on a mission today. Having the mindset that I have been saved for a purpose beyond that of my own salvation. And every day when I wake up, I partner with the Holy Spirit as I go shopping, as I go to work, as I study, as I look after my family. What goes on in your mind throughout the day? Now, I'm a mom of two kids, young children, soon to be three, my goodness. And um, I also work at a emergency department in a major hospital. So there is a lot, a lot going on in my mind. Have you ever seen those memes of too many tabs open or the big squirrely line mess that represents someone's thoughts and mind? Yeah, that's probably me or it's completely blank because I'm just exhausted. But <laughs> it's always important to be aware of our mindset, you know, in, in lots of different scenarios and situations. But We need to know, what are we thinking about? What are we prioritizing? Is his mission on your mind? And has his purpose become your purpose? Because when we live mission-minded, what we say, how we act, where we go, what we do, will all become about fulfilling his mission. So what does living mission-minded actually look like today for those of us a part of Everyone Church? Does it look like we all become an evangelist street preacher or Bible bash our colleagues at lunchtime? No, not really. Because it's not just about the words and the things we say, it is also about our actions. Saint Francis of Assisi said, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words, which is very, very true. But we do need to use words at some point. So it's both what we say and how we live. That is important when we live on mission with and for Jesus. Jesus taught his disciples about living on mission. In Matthew chapter 5, he said, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Do your good deeds speak volumes or whispers? Do your actions point people towards Jesus or just confuse them? We are called to be salt and light and to be effective in this mission for Jesus, there needs to be a difference in the way we live compared to that of the world. So how do we do this? We could talk about it forever, but we have just a few starting points today. Number one is mission-minded people pray. God, I am yours today. A couple of years ago, Simon and I started, well, it was a number of years ago now, actually. Simon and I started praying as we would go to work. Lord, we thank you for this day and help us to see the opportunities that might, that might come our way. You know, we, we started our day off with prayer because prayer paves the way. And prayer prepares our mind to be mission-focused each day. And that prayer of, God, I'm yours, use me, is a powerful surrender to him. So get ready if you're going to start praying that one. And number two, mission-minded people look. Isn't it amazing what you notice when you actually take notice? I don't know if you're an observable person or not, but you when you start to actually look, you really do see things, Yeah. And I've been guilty many times about just going throughout my day and I haven't really been looking at people and seeing what Jesus sees. In John 4, 35, it says, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The field are already ripe for harvest. And the harvest that he is referring to is people. People are ready. They are looking for hope. They are looking for purpose. And I think even more so after this COVID pandemic, people are ready. They want truth. They want life. Amen. And Jesus, he often looked at the crowds and the people around him. He noticed individuals. He noticed Zacchaeus. He noticed the lady who touched his cloak in the midst of a a busy crowd. Do we see what Jesus sees? Or do we just see an inconvenience or an annoying person? Number three, mission-minded people listen. Listening can be a bit of a tricky thing sometimes, can't it? But mission-minded people listen. They are listening for needs of who and what we can pray for. And mission-minded people listen for the prompting of the Holy Spirit for opportunities to act on mission because they definitely will come your way if you're looking and if you're listening. So we need to tune our ears to hear him. So mission-minded people pray, mission-minded people look and they listen, and finally, mission-minded people act. Sometimes we can become so passive in our doing of good that we don't take initiative or become so familiar and comfortable with living A Christian life that we forget the power of doing good deeds in the name of Jesus. And listen to what Peter writes. And this is the same Peter who walked with Jesus in the flesh for years. So he's got some credibility. (laughs) In 1 Peter 3 verse 15, he says, Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Are we willing to share, if asked, what Jesus has done in our lives? Because mission-minded people are willing to act. They are thinking about God's mission and they take initiative. They follow through. And look, I know sometimes stepping out in faith to, you know, share or to do something for someone might make us feel super nervous and freaked out and awkward, but Imagine how we felt, <laughs> Simon and I, about stepping out into the unknown and planting a new church. But oh, I can be honest with you that yes, we were willing and we said yes to God and we have um, obeyed Him. But my faith has never been more alive in this season than ever before, and I can say that there is something about living mission-minded and on mission that aligns with our purpose. So, we live mission-minded. We show His grace by listening rather than being quick to respond and by forgiving others. We illustrate His kindness by giving a helping hand around the home. We share His truth while shouting a colleague lunch. We give that smile revealing His peace even in uncertain times. And we are generous, perhaps without even being thanked in return. And finally, when we live mission-minded, We're actually doing it for him, for Jesus, for his glory. In Matthew 25 verses 35 to 40, he said, But I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. Everything we do is ultimately for him. And that is why. At Everyone Church, we live mission-minded. We live on mission. Our purpose is to bring Jesus to everyone, everywhere. And as I close, I mentioned at the start, but the mission will not be on your mind unless it first takes hold of your heart. So where is your heart at today? Is it close to the heart of Jesus? When tuning that radio, static occurs when you're either out of range or when there's interference. Is there some interference between you and the Lord that you need to move out of the way? Or do you need to move within range of him, of his word and in prayer and worship? Maybe we need to set some time apart today or in this week to allow our hearts to draw close to He that which his heart seeks. Maybe you need to do something practical like I did and miss out on some sleep and get up early and go for a walk. Whatever it may be, I encourage you to take a moment and spend time with Jesus. Let's tune into him and let's live mission-minded. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you. Lord, we thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray that it would take root deep within us. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would Um, prompt us to begin to live mission-minded, that we would be aware of our mindset of what we prioritize. And Lord, that I pray we would tune into you, that we would see what you see and hear what you hear, and to have the same heart for people that you do, that we would care about the eternal destiny of those in our lives, Lord. And I pray as we do this, Lord, you would bring so much glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, I pray you have a wonderful and blessed week and we'll catch you again soon. Bye.